Hello, this is Abby. Dear Abby, this is gonna be a long one. Oh boy. Dear Abby, how do you tell the difference between a new exciting crush and a rebound? Does it matter? Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Welcome to our little corner of the internet. This is the Dear Abby podcast. I hope you stay and hang out with us. See you in a sec. Hey you guys, welcome back to another episode of Dear Abby. Um, I am not wanting to record right now <laughs> because I just feel not good. I don't feel like I have the most positive vibes right now and that's what I want to give to you guys so I'm gonna try to channel it throughout the episode and I'm sure I'll feel better at the end but my feelings just feel hurt right now from today and I feel a bit deflated but it's been like a good normal day lots of good things um have happened today Uh, but my feelings still remain hurt and I feel very sad. It's hard for me to record and act like I'm totally fine. Everything's like perfect. You know, everything is awesome. My life is perfect. Even though I'm very blessed and I'm really grateful, sometimes I feel gratitude. Today's just the day that I'm also on my period. So it's just my feelings feel bad. We're, t- we're talking a little bit about this today when sometimes you feel like some people don't make space for your negative feelings and your sadness and your your neediness and a bunch of things that aren't as fun to be around sometimes. So we're going to talk about how you can make space for other people's negative emotions, sadness, grief, um, awkwardness like neediness all of these things um and how you can be a good friend a good partner and then also how you can react if you're on the receiving end of someone not really being there for you in a way that is most helpful to you to actually feel connected and to feel better um and less shamed for having bad emotions bad in quotations because they're not bad feeling sad is not bad feeling unloved isn't bad none of that is bad and I feel like I've been told that so much in my life and by my we're okay we're gonna get into that but first and foremost I just have to be honest about my feelings all the time for some reason on the podcast like I just can't I cannot fake stuff I can't do it I can't do it it's so it's so weird for me and like feels so undisingenuine. Let's go to my Norit. So I have a couple of life updates and then some dubs and L's. We're going to talk about two things. We're going to talk about the idea of wonder and then also a little bit about what I talked about previously. And... Then we're going to do Dear Abby and wrap things up. So let's dive into it because I'm really excited about today's episode, despite my uh, yucky feelings. Also, I think just to show, I think I just like showing that because I, if someone wants to start a podcast, if someone wants to start something, 
whatever it is, if, if most of the time they really enjoy it and it makes them feel like they have a purpose and all of that good stuff, it's not always going to feel good and it's not always going to be like super rewarding in the moment. Like I'm recording this late at night. I'm a little bit tired. I just am not really feeling up to it and I don't want to record even though I love it, but it's a very paradoxical thing. <laughs> and I don't know if that's the right word, but, but I'm still here, you know, and you just, you just push through. If it's something that's really valuable to you, you just keep going. And then some days it feels good. Some days it doesn't and whatever. So I just want to be honest about that. So it helps other people maybe feel more inspired or okay. If they're not feeling like obsessed with what they do 24 seven. Um, Cause that's just human emotions. They fluctuate, especially if you're an emotional person. So life updates is honestly, it's very boring now that I work because I have the same thing. It's just the same thing over and over again. It's just the same wake up, work out or go on a walk. I'm kind of changing my schedule right now to, uh, I used to wake up. I did this for like three weeks maybe where I'd wake up and then I'd go to the gym to like the gym at the corporate office and then I'd go to work after that. So I'd wake up at six. I'd get there at like 6.30, 6.45, work out till like eight and then get like shower, get changed. There's always a bunch of girls and people in like the dressing rooms and stuff which always felt really hectic in the morning. And I just, you're stuck in a little corner trying to get ready, trying to feel pretty. And it's just not, it's really hard for me to get, to not feel like so rushed in my life when I'm having to rush all the time. So after that, for a couple of weeks, I learned about myself and that I don't, I'd way rather slow things down in the morning and still wake up early. I don't want to go to a corporate gym early in the morning before I work all day on a computer. I just want some some more private with nature, with God, meditation. I want more of that time in the morning because at night I'm too I'm too tired to really do anything like that. Like, I don't know. It's just something that I'm I'm learning, you know? Whole new schedule. I'm figuring things out, but anyway, so now in the mornings I've Learned that I enjoy just a nice walk in the morning or just working out at home. And it's just slower paced. Like I don't feel chaotic. I don't have to bring a bunch of stuff. I don't have to bring all of my hair products. I don't have to bring all of my makeup. I don't have to bring my, like I, I can refrigerate my food. Uh, well, when I bring cold food that needs to be refrigerated, it was so stressful because I didn't have anywhere to put it when I'd go to the gym. And then I'd go straight to, it just was like so much planning that, and so rushed that it just wasn't, it wasn't worth it. It made me not enjoy life. But it sounds cool, you know, to wake up at six and I do all the right things, but I wasn't feeling very present. And that's, I just so much would rather feel joy in the mundane by doing it my way <laughs> and feeling present. And I felt happier at work too. Uh, and could focus better honestly that's really it for life updates it's crazy that it's February because I just feel like this year is going to go by so fast and it kind of scares me so I'm trying to really soak in each moment of this year just where I'm at in my life and happy Valentine's Day I 
I don't actually know what day Valentine's is. I think it's on the 14th, right? Right? And it's also, what, the Earth's birthday or Arizona's birthday? I don't It's someone's birthday on Valentine's Day. I think it's Arizona's birthday, which is where I grew up. So happy birthday, Arizona. Love you. A lot of people hate the desert. I love the desert. I love the open horizon. You can see you can see everywhere and it's beautiful. Uh, and there's beauty to like the really ugly desert, you know, because it's not ugly. I think it's pretty. It's pokey. It's pokey pretty. It's a, it's a pretty it's pretty in a pokey way. And it's kind of pretty. It's kind of pretty that it looks so deserted, shall I say? And it looks so dead, you know? Some places in Arizona, not all of it. There's a lot of beautiful green places, which people don't know. But there's like lots of creeks, beautiful rivers, very green. You just have to drive a little bit to get to it. And it depends on what time of the year, kind of, for some things. Okay. No one cares about your hometown. So some dubs. Well, let's get into the L's first. So some L's were I chopped off another piece of my hair um, it's really annoying sometimes with curly hair I'm learning and when it, when it's short it dries differently all the time and if I brush it like a centimeter off or if I brush it a different angle a little bit it completely changes what my hair looks like when it dries and so because it's so short you can see any hairs that are out of place or anything that's too long but then sometimes it looks good like maybe a piece is too long in a certain hairstyle, but then if I have it another hairstyle or my hair, like my curls just are of a little bit of a different pattern, then because the product is different, like there's a different amount of product or something, it's like this most subtle difference changes my entire hair pattern. Anyways, and with long hair, it didn't really matter because I just had it long and it would just be crazy. No one cared. No one probably cares about it now, but I do and I can see it way more. So now that it's short, if there's one curl that's like too long, I'm like, I have to chop it because I, I like to wear it this way. And then the next day, it's just like, if I don't chop it, it's gone. And then if I do it again, sometime it's going to come back. So I just have to chop it when I see him. But I've got to stop doing that or I'm going to have no hair left. So that's an L for sure, because I really need to like control myself and just snap like snipping my hair. It's going to look really bad. It does not. I don't really love my hair right now. Uh, I feel pretty yuck, yucky with it most of the time. But sometimes it looks really cute. It's just really, it's way harder to style than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be easier. So I don't know why I thought that. Well, probably because I watch YouTube videos of girls with curly hair saying that it's easier when it's short. So that's probably very misleading, uh, which is why I did think that. So that makes sense. And then a dub is, I talked about my depression last week, but recently I've just decided to basically make a journal for reasons why I, this sounds really sad but it's not as sad as you think it's just more of like a gratitude journal it's a different way of wording a gratitude journal but that's all it is okay I'm okay but it's just reasons why I love life like I like to be alive again sounds really dark if you think about it like if you know but it is has been actually really helpful for me because it's different than a gratitude journal because gratitude journals, maybe it's just 
the way that I think about it is just, I don't know, my understanding of it is different. So it doesn't hit as much as like reasons why I like to be alive. The reasons why I like life, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> which is the same thing, but it's just, I don't know, it makes sense in my head more. And it just invokes more of that gratitude feeling. I've just listed a couple things every day. It's moments or it can be, it can literally be whatever. Just any second, any moment, any song, any experience, any person that makes me happy to be alive and why I'm grateful for my life pretty much. And I do that every single day. I've written down only a couple, but I just hope that throughout this next year by me doing that as often as I can then I can my mind will hopefully start to heal a little bit more and I can just focus on like just leaning into the good stuff about life a little bit more every day and then you know who knows where I'll be in a couple of years but it's kind of scary to like envision you changing a lot because I actually really love myself but I love myself enough to want to be a little bit different in a year <laughs> and just be a lot, uh, just feel more happy to be alive, I guess. Even if I don't, even if I still have like the feelings of depression and like feeling apathy sometimes and stuff like that, I just feel like it might change something in me. So that's been a dub. That's been a positive thing so far in my life. Yeah, so I guess if you struggle with depression or anything like that, and it's not to to invalidate how hard it is having depression at all, because it is really hard. It's just to feel happier. Like, it's just to feel more excited about feeling good about life again. And it's to remind you that there are things that you really love in this life. There are people that you love. There are things that you enjoy doing. And when you're depressed, you kind of forget that. You feel like you're just not the same person. You, you you just, all of your passions, all of your love for things just have disappeared and you're never going to get it back. But that's just like not true. And sometimes writing things down over and over again, you'll start to think, oh my gosh, wait, I really like doing this. And then you'll be like, oh, I actually enjoyed more things today than I thought. Okay, I'm going on and on. First, let's get into what I was talking about before, which is what to do when people don't really hold you in this. Okay, let's say this This just stems from, I was going to say at the beginning, my ex-husband was was not good at this. Like, I mean, I wasn't, I, okay, no, I'm not going to do that. He had like very toxic positivity. I felt so weird if I like wasn't super excited about every tiny thing and or if I didn't like something or I had an opinion that wasn't like oh everything's fine all the time when I was going through a really hard time um he just could not stand to be with me he would any excuse to leave the room he and I could talk about this without having like these feelings come up because I am very much healed from it in the sense of it just doesn't evoke really negative dark feelings as much as it used to like I'm just at peace with it now it did not take two seconds to get there though uh but 
during it was really hard and it was something that kind of traumatized me in a way, I guess. But and it was sometimes something that he caused or that I don't know, it wasn't my fault that I was feeling upset and feeling sad about something happening in my life. But I felt like he hated to be with me if I wasn't just everything's fine. No, everything's totally fine. I feel so good all the time. I'm always happy. I'm always positive. I'm not bothered by anything. And that's just not realistic for most people, especially being a woman who's very emotional. Uh, It bugs me that people, when they hear emotional, they think of like lashing out. They think of really negative things. Being an emotional person is very positive if you learn how to handle your emotions, which takes a long time, but you can master them. Anywho, it was really devastating to not be held in every emotion that I felt because I'm such an emotional person. Like I, and I'm not saying like, oh, I'm such an empath, but I do feel like I get, I'm extremely sensitive to a lot of mostly everything and when someone makes me feel ashamed for that and I cannot control my initial emotions that come up with anything like I don't know how to explain it you have to be I I feel like there's there's a handful of people that I've ever met in my life that understand the emotional side to me like where they've experienced it and they're also more emotional or more sensitive. I think my therapist a while ago like had referred me to this book because it's about highly sensitive people. Like we did all this testing and I was like, yeah, well, I'm not really shocked by that. I feel like I've been told I'm sensitive my whole life. Anyways, that's not even what this is about. I don't know why I'm going into that. I'm just saying it sucks when someone's not there for you is what I'm saying when they're when they're too uncomfortable to like love you even when you're being negative or love you when you're being sad it's like those sadness is healthy and so if someone's rejecting you when you're sad or if you need something from someone and then someone makes you feel bad for that it's like stand up for yourself and don't let someone make you feel bad for like having normal human healthy emotions that don't look good and feel good okay you guys i am feeling very very excited and emo because this podcast is now made possible by no cd you guys have heard me talk about no cd a million times in my podcast i did therapy there i go to support groups still to this day and it's been such a huge part of my recovery journey. I couldn't be more excited about this partnership with them. NoCD offers effective, affordable, and convenient OCD therapy. NoCD therapists are trained in exposure response prevention therapy, which is a gold standard treatment for OCD. With NoCD, you can do virtual, live, face-to-face video sessions with one of their licensed, specialty trained therapists from anywhere inside or outside the U.S., It's affordable and they accept most major insurance plans, so getting help has never been easier. No CD therapy goes beyond sessions. It includes in-between session support where you can message your therapist anytime, access therapeutic tools, and get support from a community of peers who are overcoming OCD right in the NoCD platform. Breaking the OCD cycle takes effective treatment. Visit NoCD.com today and book a free 15-minute call with their care team 
many of whom have also experienced OCD. If you think you may be struggling with OCD, there's always hope. Now is the time to regain your life. Visit nocd.com today. Because we all have negative emotions and it's inevitable. And it's not fair to be shamed for having normal, healthy human fluctuation in emotions. And going back to what I said previously about whenever people hear emotional or emotions, they immediately think of, at least I did, because that's what people thought. <laughs> I feel like that's just what I've seen. That's what I've heard. Um, is like, oh, you know, women are so emotional and oh, they're so emotional and they can't control their emotions and all of these things when it's just your reaction to your emotions that you can control and you should learn to control if you don't already to the best of your ability. But your actual emotions, you shouldn't control them, if that makes sense. I actually think it's extremely unhealthy to try to if you're mad about something something to just ignore that and to be like nope that's bad I can't be mad I can't be mad like I should only feel good I should only feel good I should only feel love that used to be a very compulsive thing for me I feel like I wasn't allowed to be mad because it was evil um, but I learned that it's actually healthy to be mad it's healthy to be sad it's healthy to have needs to have desires especially if you're in a relationship if you need more this more that to express that to your partner in a loving way and not an accusatory way but it's so healthy and it's so normal <laughs> and it's great to be independent but when you're in a relationship or you want a connection you need to express those needs which is really it, it's been really hard for me to learn how to even do that because I feel bad making someone else feel bad if they're not like meeting my needs so I just like ignored my needs for a long time um, but I'm learning how to tell someone what I need and in a nice way instead of like boiling it up and then eventually I'm like you never do this and you never do this and blah 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 so how, okay I guess how to cope with if someone's not holding you in that just be honest and gently remind them how important it is if you care about the relationship if this is like a close relationship and you feel like they're not letting you have a full range of emotions in front of them then and you feel like you need that or you desire that in a relationship and not okay there's a lot of stuff about anxious attachment that I've been listening to and <laughs> don't like emotionally overload your partner I used to do that and I learned that people have different capacities <laughs> for like my, I'm very emotional as I've said a billion times and not everyone wants to hear about all of that all the time. So I've learned to be like, okay, I can give them like 10% of that, but I need them to really be present with me, not shame me, not judge me, not give me advice, just like be present. And then the rest of it I can do when I'm alone and I can just cry alone. I can listen to something. I can do something. <laughs> Yeah, express your need for that to whoever you need to express it to in a gentle and open and honest way. If they still just like don't want to listen, then you tried your best and just that person, it's going to be a long road maybe until they can do that for you. Um, but 
I'm, I don't know. I hope at least there's someone in your life that's able to like hold you when you're feeling angry, when you're feeling sad, when you're feeling lonely or needy. That's out there. People do do that for each other. Um, and then on the, the, the giving end of that, I think definitely I try to be a person and I fail at this sometimes because I just get so wrapped up in my stuff which stinks and doesn't feel good to admit that but I want to be the kind of person that's able to hold people in their sadness who is not uncomfortable with someone who's feeling sad or feeling a little bit of self-loathing and all of these hard emotions because I've been there. I've been in that position so many times where I, who am I to like then judge someone or feel like they have to be where I'm at because it's just we're all human. We're all trying. We've all been where other people like maybe are now. So just because we're past that maybe doesn't mean that we should then not be able to hold people when they're going through something that we went through. Um, and I just, I just really want to be someone that can be there for people no matter what and is strong enough to just be there for people and not feel, not judge them, not make them feel bad for feeling something that's not just fun and cool and whatever. And let people have the full human experience. <laughs> That's kind of it on that. I'll probably have another episode sometime in the future that kind of goes into more depth. It's something that I've talked to. Uh, I've just talked about this a lot with people in my life and there's just on my mind. So, and sometimes it's just a good reminder that we can be there for each other in all parts of each other's lives and if someone's maybe being more negative or if they're going through something hard to not like just shun them unless they're like actually abusive or toxic like actually but if they're just you know them and they're just going through something hard to just be there for them and not make them feel bad because they probably already feel bad enough uh people are aware that if they're being sad or if they're bringing the mood down people know uh, so they already feel bad enough, I'm sure. So if you make them feel like it's okay, then that's very healing for them. Okay, actually, we don't really have time for the next thing, which I was going to talk about wonder and how OCD kind of stole my wonder away. Instead, I just needed to have certainty about everything and needed to know how everything worked at all times. <laughs> uh, but I... Yeah, we'll talk about that next week then. Uh, just the idea of wonder and childlike wonder and kind of getting that back in adulthood and how I've been missing that personally with what OCD has kind of stole from me. And I'm trying to take it back, but it's really hard. So we're going to talk about all of that stuff. And hopefully you can leave next week feeling more excited about uncertainty instead of feeling anxious also along those lines with toxic positivity I feel like you can just feel someone's intentions with what they're saying to you if they're I mean 
honestly, most men just try to fix. Like if I feel sad, most men in my life have always just tried to fix when I'm feeling sad, which I get. It comes from like a really good place of trying to help. But if like men, if you take a step back and instead of it being, I need to fix this to help, it's like if you take a step back and you actually give your attention to the woman in your life and you actually ask, what do they need? What have they told me they need? What, how can I actually help them instead of what do I, like I'm right, I have to help them by doing it my way. I know how to help them type of a thing. They know what they need most of the time and they've probably expressed it a billion times. And so it's usually not trying to fix what they're doing and well, you need to be more positive about this. They just need you to listen to them, to not judge them and not just like act like you're not judging them to really not judge them because you can feel, you can feel the difference as a woman. You just, you can feel the difference, which takes time, I guess, to learn maybe for men, but just try to be more intentional with what's actually going to help them instead of what you think is going to help them. But even like not in romantic relationships, just in general, you can always tell if people are like uncomfortable with your sadness or with talking about things that aren't fun or cool or funny or that are a little bit more negative but are they negative or are they just what's happening I don't know sometimes I feel like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh because that's that's how I feel other people see me but maybe they don't I don't really know how people perceive me and I don't Sometimes I care, sometimes I really don't. Right now I do because I'm feeling insecure. Hi, Abby. All right. Dear Abby, I was just recently listening to your Let It Go episode on your podcast, and you mentioned getting a new job, and so um, I was listening, and you said something about it being a tech job, which is what you were excited about. Um, So I was wondering i am interested in getting into tech totally unrelated to what i'm doing as a career choice right now but my question to you is how did you get into a tech job and overcoming imposter syndrome as like a girl who has no background in technology or anything like coding anything computer at all how did you do it thanks Ooh, i like this question this is going to bring up my inner tech nerd um, which is a huge part of my life now, apparently. Uh, it really is because I don't know where this love of computer science and computer stuff came. Well, actually, I think I have a theory. It's very obvious. Uh, I've played video games growing up since I was a kid and I'd always play on the, on like our PC growing up. Uh, I know that's not what you asked of how, uh, why I love it, but that's what I do. Uh, I'd play so many, seriously, so many video games on that PC, on, like just CDs that you'd put in or DVDs. I don't know what they're called. CDs. Yeah. Uh, so I grew up always on the computer fixing like if random coding or codes pop up, that's like an error for this. I remember like my older brother showing me how to fix something or my dad coming in and I'd watch him, you know, click certain things to, I don't know, go into the program and then go into like certain files and go just it was my dad um 
learned how to code. I don't know all of the languages he learned, but he learned how to code a long time ago. So he was good with computers. And I don't know, I think just watching him when I was a kid and my older brother just learning how to do that stuff was really fascinating to me. And then once I got more into gaming as like an adult, <laughs> adult gaming, if you will, um, I just really thought it was cool that there was just like how they made a PC and how they make video games and all of these things just from like nature. Like that just didn't make sense to me. And then finding out more and more about like coding and just like it just follows rules and how you basically create something out of nothing is just really fascinating to me. And I love video games and like troubleshooting stuff on my computer, especially with podcasting now. I just, you just have to, f I've just had to force my, s well, you're forced through playing video games and streaming and podcasting. And I've done a lot of stuff like that. That's more creative. You're just kind of forced to learn how to troubleshoot stuff. And then in my old job, I did a lot of logistics and supply chain and usually all of that stuff involves tech now and just software integration, a little bit of coding, even though I actually don't know coding right now, I want to. A lot of Excel work, that stuff, which I personally love. So I applied because I don't know coding. I, I'm not like advanced right now, I'd say. I'm just kind of beginning and getting my foot in the door. So I applied to jobs that were a little bit of tech, a little bit of something else, but mostly involved tech and like software integration, Excel, data analysis, because normally that means you're working with softwares and a lot of computers and trying to pull data. When I went into, I did a ton of prep work for interviews. If they had softwares that they were using, I would research the crap out of that software. I would do a, like a free trial on it. And I would learn the ins and outs so that if they ask questions about it, I could tell them about it. I could say, you know, what? I don't actually have, I never worked with the software directly, but I actually just got like a trial and I've been poking around and it would be so like, I would figure it out pretty fast. Uh, just stuff like that. So they know that you're very proactive and then getting over like imposter syndrome. I think I just didn't care because I grew up with brothers and I have always felt entitled to like computers as much as a guy does and to be good at it as much as a guy does. I've actually never really had a problem with that side of like feeling like an imposter. I've always been like, well, I'm good at this and I can figure it out. And I've always just been told that I have a very detail oriented like uh, way of thinking when it comes to work and data and I'd be good at coding I'd be good at that stuff so I honestly never really struggled with that but if you are struggling with that I think my advice would be to get more familiar with it and everyone started somewhere I started somewhere I got into it when I was like six years old playing Frogger on the computer you know but I worked with people at my last job who are super advanced, super great at coding, like just really smart people. I knew nothing about it, but I would ask so many questions. I would ask so many questions because I was so interested in it. 
and they're usually very nerdy so they like to answer those questions and they're usually pretty proud that they're smart and like are good at that so they usually like to explain it and they like to kind of show off a bit so um but if any guy or anyone makes you feel like because you're a woman you're not going to be that smart or you're not going to be as good um if you are a woman and you are able to show up and do a really good job then you actually I feel like in my experience you can have more respect in a way because uh you are a woman (laughs) and it's also been my experience that some super techie places actually like female energy in the office instead of just all male energy so I actually feel like there's more there's more opportunity in that world than you think. There's actually a lot of people that want female energy in their office and female ideas because there's a lot more girls getting into computer science in general. And so I say go for it. And and if you feel scared, that's good because it means it's going to be important to you and it's going to be a fun journey and you're going to learn a lot. But I think you'll be incredible at it. So I say go for it. And just ease yourself in. Do a lot of research. If you want to get a new job, just research the crap out of everyone that you're going into interview for. And I did that with like 10 to 15 people. Like, I'm not kidding. I would spend all day basically researching about everything, like every aspect about what the interview could be possibly about and softwares. And then after like the 14th interview, finally I got the job that I, well, I got a job that I wanted. All right. Well, Uh, hopefully that answered your question a little bit that was actually fun to talk about because again I kind of like to nerd nerd out about that stuff okay that's that's it for today's episode you guys I hope you enjoyed it I'm sorry the energy might have been low you guys deserve (laughs) you guys deserve the world and a positive energetic host and I'm sorry I couldn't give that to you today I hope you guys have a great rest of your Thursday and have a great weekend. Go do something fun. Go have some good conversations. Maybe go tell someone that you feel shamed by them for having emotions. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But seriously, if you need to have the conversations, have the conversations. People actually will probably receive it better than you would think. Most people just don't actually realize what they're doing. Okay, if you enjoy, if you enjoyed today's episode, you can give me a five-star rating and review on Apple, Spotify. You can like and subscribe on YouTube. You can comment down below. Uh, you can tell me whatever you want. You can DM me on Instagram. You can Snapchat me. Just kidding, I don't have Snapchat. And what else? What else? Nothing else. Okay, love you. Bye.